Hey everybody, it's Kayla. And Marissa. And this is Book Talks Podcast. Welcome back. This week we read the sequel to our last week's podcast, which was The Simple Wild. So this week we read Wild at Heart, and it's just kind of an extension of that, and... We're not too sure that we loved reading a sequel for the podcast. I don't know if it's just because it's this sequel or if it's a sequel just in general, but we're just, we didn't love it like we loved the last book. I think, not that I'm in a reading rut, I think I've just been reading, like I feel like I've been forcing myself to read books that like I didn't, like usually I look at my TBR pile and I'm like, okay, I want to read this book and it's like calling my name. But the past books that I've read haven't been like that. Like I we read, like I read Simple Wild because I wanted to read Simple Wild. But then we read this one because we kind of had to for the podcast because we declared that was going to be our book. And then I read Midnight Sun because I pre-ordered it and it was kind of like all that jazz and I've waited how many years for it. But it wasn't. These books, I don't know, I've had so much hype for, haven't been living up to my hype. So I just kind of been in like a weird rut. So that's why. The next book I'm reading is something that I just call my name. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to call my name. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely read something good. Yeah, so I hope our next book kind of spices things up. I mean, I do love Kala and Jonah, but part of me wishes that Kay Tucker ran with Kyle and Piper instead. Like, I just like them yeah. better. I'm not crazy about Kala and Jonah after this book. I gotta be real honest. I'm not even rooting for them anymore. The crazy thing is that she's writing a third book. And I'm just like, about oh, really? what? It's yeah, coming out I... in December. Well, we heard about Kala's day-to-day life for six months. Maybe we'll hear about Jonah's day-to-day life. I, I don't. I'm just so torn about this book because it just was so slow. I just feel bad talking badly mm-hmm. about it. And I'm not, it's just not an awful book. Like, I've definitely read worse books. But it just, I don't know. I can't even express my feelings. I'm so torn about it. I think part of it is we came off the hype of, the Simple Wild, which we both liked significantly better than this book. And we were excited to escape back into that relationship and Alaska. And this book just was not, it did not live up to the hype. I felt like I was like watching a reality TV show. I, yeah, I, I kept comparing it to a vlog where you just watch someone go through their day-to-day life. Like, I just felt like I was watching Kala. It was like the Kala Moves to Alaska show. And that was what I was looking for. <laughs> and I just feel like the plot in The Simple Wild was so much better. Like, she was rekindling her relationship with her father. And she was, like, moving to Alaska. But I feel like, I know the plot of this book was, like, will Jonah and Kala make it? But I don't feel like there really was a plot. Speaking of which, I can't even give a synopsis for this book. So I just googled Amazon synopsis, but we can give a very brief synopsis since we keep talking about the lack of plot. The plot that we were supposed to read about that really didn't happen for 300 pages (laughs) was that Calla Fletcher returns to Toronto, a different person. This is actually how the simple wild ended. You know, Jonah shows up and convinces her to move to Alaska with him. They'll settle in Anchorage because it's more city-like, whatever. Uh, But then once she gets there, she learns that the best intentions can lead to broken promises and compromise comes with a hefty price. Uh, They end up in this log cabin in rural Alaska. They're like an hour away from Anchorage. I'm not even sure why Jonah said they were moving to Anchorage because they clearly did not move to Anchorage. They're in this random log cabin in the middle of nowhere. They have a nasty neighbor. uh, And it's basically about Kala adapting to being in rural Alaska 
with no friends, no family, and Jonah's off flying 24-7. Like, and he's flying it. more than he was before he left. Yeah. I just want to point out, you were like, Jonah's going to give up so much for Kala. Jonah has given up nothing. Like, yeah, he had to move out of, like, whatever that other town is. What is it, Bankridge? <laughs> yeah, Banger or something. Bangers. He left, like, one Alaskan abandoned city for another Alaskan abandoned city. And then he flies ten times more than he wants. He, like, finds a new dream of being a firefighter pilot. And Cal is, like, living in the middle of nowhere, like, has no friends or family. <laughs> and just has a credit card. And she's like, what do I do with myself? So, like, <laughs> like she I literally just... can't drive for the first half of the book. So she is completely dependent on Jonah to take her places. Some of the times, like, she kind of ruined moments and I got mad at her. But she, I feel like she's just fully right for being upset because he's just like, I, I'm going to go have fun in Alaska. <laughs> I, I will say I was not. Do you agree not... or do you disagree? No, I agree. I was mad at Kala for 90% of the book and I was mad at Jonah for 90% of the book. <laughs> uh, when he accused her, I, and this is in my questions that I typed up for Google Docs, so I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. But when he accused her of not even trying in Alaska, I was like, Jonah, what do you think she's been doing for six months as she plants a garden, gets to know the neighbors, meets with all the neighbors that you're not even here for? Like, Jonah, you're off flying every day. You don't even know what she's doing in her everyday life. And he was like, you're not even trying. And I was like, we've just read 300 uh, pages of Khaled trying to adapt to Alaska. So I don't know where this accusation is coming from. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, oh my goodness. And I just feel like her getting all the theories and she got angry were justified. Like, granted, she probably should have expected most of this stuff. Like, she should expect him flying every day. Like, she should have expected a lot of it. If I was in Cal's position and my boyfriend's best friend was this gorgeous girl who was in love with him, I would be a, I would be a little eerie of her. Don't even get me started started on Marie. I mean, that was honestly the source of my anger with Jonah. I was like, you cannot have a gorgeous girl best friend who is in love with you and pretend like that is so okay. Like, oh, it was just, oh, that, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I don't think we're going to argue as much on this Okay, one. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're not, like, Team Jonah anymore a little bit because <laughs> not that I'm Team Kala either because I honestly, I'm just <laughs> done with both of them. But in the situation when they argued, I was so Team Kala because I was like, he, Jonah was just being a, like a regular boy, just, like, dumb, not seeing it, I think. But uh-huh. I feel like last week he was so, like, composed in this wise words of wisdom on her, like, yeah. journey to meet, like, to create a relationship with her father. But during this book, he was clueless to, like, anything a girl I, needs. I completely agree. I was actually mad at the author, K.A. Tucker, and we love K.A. Tucker, so you know this book push some buttons but I was mad at her for making Kala so like like so reasonable and like anytime there was a fight Kala would get in her head and be like you know what I'm probably overreacting and Marie's probably a great person and you know what I knew what the deal was and I was like holy crap Kala will you just get mad about this like no you are justified in your anger I was like I was, I was over the edge with this book <laughs> No, I, every time she got mad, I was just fine. Then she would go crawling back to Jonah and, like, apologize. And I'm like, what are you apologizing about? I was like, you have the right to be upset. He's never there. He's he's telling his best friend, gorgeous best friend who's in love with him, all your relationship problems. And I feel like, yeah, girls tell girls their relationship problem. But, like, 
don't tell another girl like don't like a guy i feel like it's just a violation of relationship code when a guy tells a girl like, i don't know you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm not yeah no i know he, he like doesn't have any guy friends yeah he get all pissy about that new guy john is it john toby Oh, Toby, Toby. I don't know why John was Toby, and I'm really glad that you realized that I was talking about that. He was like, Toby thinks you're pretty or something like that. Or, like, he tells his mother you think he's the, he thinks you're pretty. And he gets, like, a little pissy about it. But I'm like, you're besties with Marie and running your mouth to her about how you have all these relationship problems. And, like, shut your mouth. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I, I could not believe he didn't put a stop to it, at least in the hangar, when Calla overhears them in the hangar and Marie basically starts being like she's not right for you Jonah like you deserve a girl who's not gonna hold you back and I was like okay even if it had been innocent up until that point right then and there Jonah should have realized and been like yo this has to stop you're clearly after me we can't be friends anymore or at least I can't talk to you about her anymore because I love her and respect her and when he didn't do that I was like okay Jonah you've you've lost me (laughs) not okay yeah I completely agree it just made me mad Another situation made me mad. I did get mad at Kala for that time. Not that I got mad at her, because I think I would have cried too, but it was like it was such a bad image when she cried on her birthday when Jonah wasn't there, because then he yeah. shows up with her best friend and a new car, and she kind <laughs> of just looks like a bitch, but I would have cried too. Yeah. I liked how Jonah put it when um, Kala tried to be like, I'm sorry, I overreacted. And he was like, no, you reacted to things that you had bottled up inside. And I was like, okay, that's a good explanation because on the surface, it did kind of seem like she was being a bitch. (laughs) Like just totally overreacted. But when you think about it, like this is the one day of the year, her birthday. She hasn't asked him for much. She moved her life to Alaska to the stupid log cabin where he could have an airstrip. She's given up everything. All she asked was a coffee in bed on her birthday. And she wakes up and Jonah's gone. Like, I would have been hysterical. I would have been really upset too. And I just was like, it just was a bad look for her, but like totally justified bad look. I was fine with her like ruining the proposal back in that like log cabin thing. Because it was so, it was super early. Like it was five months. It was early, but then again, when you think about their relationship, they knew each other for like two or three weeks, and then they're like, "All right, let's move to Alaska together." <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second, this feels like a little rushed as well." So I wasn't like, I didn't think the proposal was crazy early in the sense that their whole relationship had been rushed, but it was, it was fast. <laughs> I I kind of hope she would get pregnant because I wanted something to spice up the book. <laughs> because I was like, I need yeah. something here. But i also glad that she didn't because uh, I don't think like the rest of the book would have worked out. Yeah, at one point, Marissa wanted Jonah to die because she was so bored with the book. <laughs> Literally, I I remember specifically, I was in chapter 12 and I was like, what if, what if his plane just crashed? What if K.A. Tucker just threw us for a loop and had him crash into the mountainside and the rest of the book is just cow depressed honestly would have been more interesting guys (laughs) well there was a plane crash in the end when you texted me that is when i finished and you didn't finish yet and they're like i just want there to be a plane crash and i'm like well (laughs) i I don't think i answered you because i didn't want to give anything away but there was a plane crash yeah like the whole beginning of the book was just cal moving to like living in alaska running up her credit card and moving into this log cabin (laughs) 
But the rest of the book, what, like, the last ten chapters was, like, plane crash, like, Roy, and then, like, all of it all, like, she took over marketing for the town she lives in. Like, everything went running the last ten chapters, which was great. But up until then, you're like, I need something. Speaking of running her credit card, okay, this was something that I actually wanted to discuss because uh, I feel like I'm going to answer the question as I explain it because I'm so frustrated with it. But do you think Jonah and Kala are actually a good match? And you brought up running the credit card. And I immediately, like, as I was reading this book, was thinking, okay, they have completely different lifestyle choices. They make completely different financial decisions. Clearly, their desire for kids is different. There's enough in an age gap to make Jonah want to settle down quickly and her want to take her time. I'm like, I just as I was reading through this, I was like, are they even a good match or is it just like passion? Is there something solid there that they can cling on to when the passion leaves? So, so one part with the financial thing, I think it's good that they're separate. I think it's good that they both are different kind of like financial things. Like Jonah's a saver and Cal is a spender. And I, my mother has always told me that you need someone to be a saver and someone to be a spender. So you live life, but you also save. So I think yeah. the financial situation will balance out that. I think they will argue about money always because Cal's going to be like, well, why can't I just buy a new hot tub? And Jonah will be like, you don't need that. But I think in the end... It did make him happy for something she bought that he didn't think that he didn't think he needed, and in True. the end, she does save more money than she would have. So I think that situation is fine. I think the age can be an issue, and especially the kids can definitely be a huge issue because I think he wants to have a kid like now, and she's like, "No, these legs are staying closed." Yeah, she's like, "I'm never missing birth control ever again." I think that's what she said in the book. <laughs> in the book. So I think that will be an issue, but I also think she will give in to that because I think she's just young at this point. Like even now, like I'm 23. I almost forgot my age again. (laughs) 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 Guys, for half the year, I turned 23 in October of 2019. And I did not realize I was 23 years old until it was February. And I think I was talking to Marissa trying to figure out like what song was number one like on my, when I I was just like this weird question they asked us at work about like songs and birth years and how long we've been alive kind of thing and I was like thinking back as if I was 22 and Marissa's like like what like no you're 23 and I was like wow <laughs> time flies <laughs> okay so that's my story of why I thought so even like now I'm 23 I don't think I want like I don't really envision having many kids but I'm sure, like, once I settle down and, like, find someone I love, I'm going to want kids. So I think it just, like, yeah. will take time with her. Especially living yeah. alone in those cabins. Like, I'm sure she's going to be like, let me just pop out, baby, because I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a great segue into one of my other questions, which was, did Kala actually ever find her thing in Alaska? Because in the first parts of the book, she kept getting advice that, she needs to have more of a reason to stay in Alaska than just Jonah. Like she needs her own thing. And then during the book, she gets into gardening, which she ends up like kind of liking, but I'm not sure I actually visualized Kala being like a gardener for the rest of her life. So I was just curious what you thought about her and her thing there in Alaska. I guess her thing was the marketing for the town. Yeah. I think that's kind of her thing. And I also think her thing is going to be, like, that Airbnb she's going to build in the back. I think people are just her thing. And, like, the fact that she's just more involved in the community is, like, what she's going to do. But I think in reality, she's going to be a housewife. Yeah. She's Which, gonna... it'll give her a purpose. But one of the other things that just not, like, frustrated me because I'm 
very big into house. <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, I like support housewives and all that. I'm not into housewives. She's really big into I housewives. Wanna, <laughs> I really want to clarify. <laughs> no, um, my, like my mom is a housewife and I used to want to just be a mom and have kids and stuff. One of the things though about Kala was she always had ambition. At least it seems like she did. Like she reminded me a little bit of Piper. Like, okay, yeah, sure. She hated her day job and she wasn't really that heartbroken when she got fired and she went out clubbing a lot. So maybe she didn't have ambition, <laughs> but like, I just can't imagine her being happy sitting at a home, rocking a baby, tending her garden. Like, I feel like she changed so much in this book. Did you get that sense or is that just me? No, I think she did too. And even, I feel like last book was so centered about her blog and her wanting to run yeah. with her blog. And it, the blog was still present in this book, but it was kind of on the back burner. And I think she could, like, she sounds like she's really running with her blog and all her posts, but, like, it doesn't ever talk about her happiness with how much her blog's growing. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, I like I think she her blog sounds like it's really taking off, and she doesn't even bring up the fact that, like, she kind of can have a career on that, and she can really run with the, the blog and make money off of that. And, like, I feel like that could have been her thing. Yeah, I agree. The dream. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I guess we both didn't love this book. I don't really know how they're going to write a third book. I'm just, I, she's writing another one and coming out this year. With what didn't happen in this book, basically, I don't know what the third book's going to be. Like, I don't know what I expected this book to be, but I thought there would be trials and tribulations where both Jonah and Calla were present and, like, they'd fight and work it out and all that stuff. And they did fight and work it out at the end of every chapter. <laughs> but, um, but, like, Jonah wasn't there for most of the book. It was basically just Calla in the wild and i don't know that was boring to me <laughs> also i think like i kind of whenever we brought in um toby i was like oh my god is chala gonna is Cala gonna cheat on jonah with toby like, I, I was know. wanting some she's thing but the thing is i don't want jonah and Cala to break up like yeah i don't like love reading about them all the time but i still want them just like to live peacefully in alaska together and we just don't read about it but <laughs> if she writes another book we're gonna have to have them break up or do something because like you just can't write a book about their happy life together i know i was definitely thinking either marie would kiss jonah or toby would try and kiss Kala, and then like there would be big drama around that. Like there was so much buildup I thought about a possible cheating situation and then we never got it. And I don't even like, I don't know why we didn't get it because I felt like she was teasing it the whole book, but it never happened, sadly. <laughs> also her fact that she didn't, we got this big juicy love scene in The Simple Wild. And personally, probably one of my favorite chapters because it was like, finally Jonah and Cal are together. But this yeah. book, we literally end every chapter of like, oh, and then we kiss and then we hang up. Like, like it seems like they were teasing something that just never really happened, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, as a reader, I want to see more of their relationship. <laughs> the emotional and physical. <laughs> and it's not saying we're like dirty people we want like the dirty details but like give us something K.A. Tucker yeah. was like and then he just comes in bed and, and then it's like dot 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 and you're like but what happened in bed like give me something we're reading about this uh -huh. damn book he's here maybe 10 seconds of each day and you're just like okay then he goes to bed and you're like yeah <laughs> did you uh... like so what is your opinion on Roy 
I liked him by the end of it. Actually, I first started liking him after his wolf got attacked. Not attacked. <laughs> his wolf got stuck in the bear trap. And he acted like he didn't care, like, oh, you should have just shot him, whatever. And then Jonah finds out, like, literally right after they left his house, he called Marie to find out how his wolf was doing, said he'd pay whatever was necessary, all that stuff. Um, and that's when I started liking him. But um, by the end, I definitely liked him. I felt like he was there for Kala and cared for Kala. And for whatever reason, she cared about him, too. It was cute. It was it was cute. I feel like they needed each other. I'm yeah. really glad that they, I like kind of like their banter a lot and how they argued a lot and how he was like slowly coming into his good side and like he would do these things that were so nice, but like still kind of be a jerk to her just to like kind of have that <laughs> facade. But it was, and the, I feel like they made that whole big thing of like how his family was the one in the back cabin in the woods that was abandoned. Like they made it, this is a whole big drama about it. And I feel like it really wasn't, that big of a deal uh, yeah I didn't I didn't really get that whole thing honestly <laughs> like there was a cabin that his family lived in I guess the mom died the sister died he left came back he was, I was like I didn't really understand the point of sharing that story with us honestly <laughs> like, it was like a side story that didn't matter yeah it didn't matter I was going to say, too, um, I liked how, like, the person Kala was when she was with Roy, because my problem with her a lot of the time was she, or at least, in, you know, the simple wild, she's kind of presented as spoiled little princess. Um, then she moves to Alaska and wild at heart. And again, it's like she, her whole life is Jonah. She's not really her own person. And I felt like with Roy, she was her own person. She held her own. She quipped right back at him. Like she was this strong, powerful woman that I really enjoyed. And I felt like Roy brought that out in her. And I really enjoyed that. I did too. I was, I think Roy made this book. I don't know what this book would be without Roy. And I feel like Roy kind of took over her father role, although she wasn't really close to her father, like, her whole life. They got close in the end. I think she kind of looked at Roy as a father. I was waiting for her to invite him to Christmas dinner because she's, like, uh-huh. making all these plans of her family coming. I was like, when are you going to invite Roy? He's making you a freaking dining room table. You're not going to invite him for a meal? He's literally in the cabin fixing it up as Jonah and her talk about who's going to be staying in there when their whole family comes to town. And I'm like, meanwhile, Roy will be sitting alone eating can out of or meat out of a can. Like, if you don't invite this poor man. And they never invited him. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you thought that too. Because I'm like, are they, I'm like, am I just being like my usual invite everybody self? Or like, is this weird that she's not inviting him to Christmas? No, I thought that was really weird. <laughs> But I feel like there's nothing really else to talk about with this book. (laughs) There's nothing. I think next book she has to get pregnant. Like, there has to be something. And she's upset about it. And then Jonah's upset that she's upset about it. So then he goes back out with Marie. And then Kala confides in Toby about how she's so scared because Jonah's cheating her. Yeah. We're just making our whole new plot right now. But it's probably not going to happen. They're probably just going to read about them in the woods again for another 400 pages. I, yeah, I never imagined this life for Kala. I'm glad she's making it work. I really thought they would move to a city, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's fine, though. And you know what? I may read the third book when it comes out, but I don't think we should podcast it. (laughs) We will not. We will spare you all and do, I think we should just do more standalones for now. I think we should, too. Which, 
we have a good one coming up. Should we announce it? Oh, we're going to read Atomic Love. We both picked it as our August book of the month. We never read it in August, so we're going to read it in September, but it's going to be our next one we're going to read. I guess, what is your rating of this book? It's low, man. It's I I think a 3.8 is generous, but I would give it a 3.8 probably. My rating is probably a 4. Because, again, I didn't hate it. Like, it wasn't, like, a book that I could not finish. Um, I still finished the book, and it was still a relatively fast story. And I love Katie Tucker's writing. But I just was kind of done with the Cal and Jonah chapter. I didn't think it needed a book. They probably She probably could have tacked on an extra two chapters on the last book and be like, they moved to Alaska. They're engaged. They're happy. And, like, we would have we got the same emotions that we have now, reading a whole 440 pages extra about their love story. <laughs> but, yeah. again, I didn't, like, didn't dread it. I mean, it kind of felt like a reality TV show. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm just kind of bored. So I just, like, want to read something more simulating next time. But I gave it a four because it's not the worst thing in the world. And it was a happy That's ending. True. And we all know I love happy endings. That's true. So we have an average of a 3.9, which I forgot last week to post our rating for The Simple Wild. So I have to do that as well, posting this rating as well. But we thought, since we both kind of talked about how we wouldn't have much to talk about with this book, we would (laughs) dive into some, I guess, personal facts about us, just so you guys get to know us better. Um, Kind of bookish things about us, maybe some personal things. Um, No one really sending questions, but we kind of are going to ask each other questions. We We actually technically have two questions. Two people sent us questions, and we thank you for doing that. Yes, thank you very much. Again, please follow us on Instagram. Please ask us questions because we will use them in the episode, um, especially book recommendations. Sometimes, like we're always going to look for books. And if you know a stimulating book that is nothing like Simple Wild, and you want to like have us read it and talk about it, like let us know because we we want to talk about other different types of book as well because we want to get like a bought. We just want to learn more about the world. Okay. Um, but questions. So, how are you feeling today, Marissa? Oh, man. This, is, this was written into <laughs> us, by the way. Someone asked us, how, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm okay. I'm here. It's a Tuesday. We're getting through it. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So, I thought it was Wednesday for the entire day. And at 12 <laughs> o'clock, I locked the status file out and edited it and everything. And I sent it to Kayla and Sharon. And I was like, here is the status file. And they're like, wait, do we have a call today? And I was like, you know what? It's, it's Tuesday. So just ignore me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? I, it didn't even cross my mind when you messaged me today because you asked me about it. And I <laughs> didn't even cross my mind that it's Tuesday. <laughs> I asked Lily, too, and no one said anything to me. Everyone was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, send it up. And I'm like. (laughs) That is so funny. Feels like a typical Tuesday. (laughs) And the next question is, how do you pick your books out for the podcast? Um, Do you want to answer that, Marissa? I don't really know. It's kind of just on a whim. You suggested the first one, which was Say You Still Love Me by Kay Tucker. Great book. And then from there, I feel like we just kind of went with what was popular on our bookstagram. Say You Still Love Me, The Rest of Our Story, The Simple, right. no, uh, Daisy, Daisy Jones and the, the Six, Six, The Simple Wild, and now The Wild at Heart. So the first book we picked because I was on Amazon and I found this book that was like real estate 
she owns a real estate company thing and we work in real estate tax. So we're like, okay, this is great. It's going to be like we something we can relate to. So that's why we read the first book. And then the second book, I don't remember how we picked it. I honestly don't know. It had camp vibes, though, and we just come off a camp vibe book. So that probably played into it. Yeah, I think we just picked it because we... I don't have a reason, but I think we just found it on Amazon. Um, Daisy Jones is all over Bookstagram. Like, it was just, we had to read it, and I'm glad, I think it made a good podcast episode, even though we disagreed 100% on everything. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) And then, I guess the same for this, we actually put a poll out for this, uh, The Simple Wild and Daisy Jones, which one we should read next, and Daisy Jones won, but we were like, let's read this one second anyway. And then Atomic Love, which we're going to read next, is just Book of the Month. We're going to try and do one of Book of the Month Club each month because so many people read it. So many people get those books. And they're really good books. Sometimes they're new. Sometimes like they're just popular books. So I just feel like they'd be really good books to talk about. We try and read books that a lot of people do read. So people want to listen to our podcast because I guess it really wouldn't make sense if someone didn't read the book and we're just on this podcast for 45 minutes discussing a book that they never read they're gonna be like what's going on so we do try and read books that people are reading so more we get more listeners we're just trying to grow our brand okay so let me ask you a personal question so what is your favorite book have you ever heard of the Pendragon series I actually haven't I think it'd be the fourth book in the Pendragon series, and I'm actually blanking. Wait, let me just Google it. It's a new book, but I don't know the name of it. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's not even it. Maybe it's the third book. <laughs> oh, wait. The fourth book is The Reality Bug. My favorite book is the fourth book in the Pendragon series called The Reality Bug by DJ McHale. Interesting. I don't think I ever even heard of that book, to be honest. That series, Pendragon, oh, that, was my, that was my high school years, man. Those were good books. I read in high school, so I guess I'll talk about how I fell in love with reading to explain why I probably don't know a lot of books when I was younger. I used to despise reading. I literally hated every word of it. Reading school book was like pure torture for me until until Twilight came out, and I got Twilight <laughs> for Christmas for my aunt. I was like, what is this? Like, why would someone give me a book for Christmas? And then on <laughs> Easter the following year, none of my cousins could come because they all live out of state. So it was just like me and the old people. So I just went in my room and like I couldn't really do anything because it was like holiday and my family was all over. So I was like, let me just read this book that's here. And I was hooked from like the minute I opened it and I read it in like two days flat. And I remember like, and then from then on, I was like in love with it. But I kind of really stuck to like the mainstream series. Like I read all of Twilight. I read all of the Hunger Games. I read Harry Potter. Uh, what other book was there? I read Insurgent. But after that, I kind of took a break from reading until I was like in college and in the summer. And then I started falling into like the young adult romance books. And then now I like like pretty much just fiction and romance and some historical stuff but so that's how like my journey of reading has been so that's probably why I don't know the series like that like I don't really know a lot of the younger series besides the mainstream ones but I guess my favorite book honestly is like Second Chance Summer by Morgan Matson. I that book just like ripped my heart out it was so beautiful I can't remember a book that I've cried so hard I remember in the middle and I just like sobbing into that book and I could not put it down and I honestly like would read it again just to feel like that raw emotion because it was just so good so I think that's my favorite book even like I read it two years ago and even like it still sticks with me to this day that like how good it is I just absolutely love Morgan Matson's like books I have not read a book of hers that I did not 
absolutely love her book like she has like, a new book coming out she actually like writes on her instagram stories like the, her through this whole like writing process of her like six books she wrote like every day her she was writing and she put a theme song on each step like, on each instagram story that relates to the book and it's like it's coming out soon i think it takes place actually in new york too so that's but so cool she's my absolute favorite author i am with her writing so yeah definitely 10 out of 10 recommend um so yeah, that's my favorite book what other question did i have so i kind of explained how i fell in love with reading but so marissa do you remember the moment you fell in love with reading um i feel like our stories are kind of similar I wasn't really a big reader growing up. I also read most of the mainstream stuff, uh, what you said, like Harry Potter, 100 Games, Throw in Mortal Instruments, which I'm pretty sure you've read as well. Um, I read all those during high school. And then in college, I actually kind of stopped reading for a long time. Like, I just, one, didn't have time. But two, nothing really interested me anymore. Like, I remember I went to the public library. I got a library card. And I went and browsed the young adult section. But, like, when you're in college, you're not really a young adult anymore. And, like, I just – I couldn't find anything I liked. And then you were the one who made me start reading this year, which I'm glad you did because I needed to get back into it. But you had me start with Turtles, Turtle All the Way Down, Turtles All the Way Down. And uh, that kind of, like, kick-started me back into it with contemporary literature just because up until that point, I'd really only read series. Um, kind of similar to you and I didn't I never picked up a standalone book really like maybe a couple but those weren't my thing like I wanted the story to continue but I like standalone books now you don't have to be super invested because it ends when it ends but also you get a whole story in just like 350 pages 400 pages so it's nice I like it I definitely am leaning towards the whole standalone life. I used to be, I guess, like, definitely a big series trilogy person as well. I kind of, I love when books, like, when authors write different books, but they kind of interchange. Right now, I've been reading Candy Steiner's The Becker Brothers, and, like, basically every every story is kind of a, is a standalone, but they all intertwine, like, they're all they're in sequence, and, like, the other couples will, like, sneak back into the stories, and I love that because I'm, like, I can get to take a little peek at how the old couples are doing, but also just have a whole new story. So I really like when authors do that too. But I guess, okay, another question I'm going to ask is, what is your Harry Potter house? According to Pottermore, it's Gryffindor, which I guess I get because I am loyal to a fault, but I am not brave in any sense of the word. (laughs) So I'm really not sure how that happened. I feel like I'm much more of a Hufflepuff because they're like, hardworking and all that stuff and I feel like that describes me better but I, so I don't know like I'm I, I'm technically a Gryffindor but I disagree when you read the books though like what house did you assimilate with well I always wanted to be in Slytherin that was my dream house of course <laughs> really like yes oh I my god I can't picture you wanting that I mean like Slytherin's always been my house but I have other reasonings of why but <laughs> I mean, my reasonings aren't good either. I was in love with Draco Malfoy. Oh, my God, same! <laughs> so, like, I have Wait. good reasons for wanting to be there. <laughs> same! No, that's really the only reason. Well, sort of the one of the only reasons. But yeah. I honestly think I would be there. My I, People always tell me different things. I think people who, like, know me, know me, say I should be in Gryffindor. And then, like, people who, like, kind of see... 
told me that like I sh- I would be in Hufflepuff because he kind of just sees like oh like me being like bubbly and friendly and friends with everybody kind of thing. But I think I'm more of a Slytherin because I'm just really like, I'm really driven and uh like really goal driven and really not that I think I'm cunning, but I think I achieved those goals. I don't think like, brave is something that I would describe myself as, or as more as I would describe myself as like hardworking and determined. So I would think I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. But I picked Slytherin because when I was younger because I love Draco and also my four best friends we called ourselves MC Casey and my cousin Marissa was Gryffindor my friend Craig was Ravenclaw and my friend Casey was Hufflepuff so I had to be Slytherin because we would be like the perfect four like we couldn't pick like two <laughs> in the same house so yeah <laughs> I that's how I picked Slytherin growing up and I like have stuck to it to this day and I still have like my Slytherin sweatshirts and everything I have a Slytherin yeah. hat Slytherin scarf everything like, I'm probably like. People I wouldn't expect to be, yeah, I'm a big nerd there. But... I honestly would have never expected you to be a Harry Potter nerd. So when you told me you were, I was pretty shocked. I know people usually are. And so I recently have been re-listening to the audiobooks while I work because I just, we work both as accountants. I just need to listen to something. Marissa listens to 12 hours of the same song <laughs> once she works. True. But I either listen to... TV shows, or I listen to this mix called like Big Booty Mix, or I've recently <laughs> been listening to or podcasts, or and now I'm listening to the audiobooks of Harry Potter, and I just feel like it's such a timeless story. Like I'm so captivated in it, and it's just such a good story. I really feel like I'm like really falling in love with it because I haven't read it since high school, so I'm just like, oh my god, this is the best book ever. Which also brings up the thing about Twilight and Harry Potter because I'm reading Midnight Sun now. I kind of stopped midway because I was just like, oh my god, this is not the same as I was when I was 13. I feel like Harry Potter is timeless. Like, you can read it any time of your life and you're just, like, captivated by the story. I guess it's because it's not a love story. It's, I mean, it is partially a love story, but, like, it's just, like, this awesome story. Whereas, like, Twilight, I just feel like I've outgrown. Mm. Yeah, I'd be interested to reread Twilight. The movie is definitely like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like it makes me cringe, but like it's it's still like my childhood. I, I liked it. I was obsessed with it because I think I I love vampires, but I just I don't know. I ha- I just to have no ambition to finish Midnight Sun. And I want to because I hate not finishing books, and I still have like two hundred pages to read. It's six hundred pages. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just... all from Edward's perspective, right? Yeah, and it's just the first book. In Edward's perspective, where the first book I think is like maybe 400 pages. Like, I feel like I don't remember the, the first book being 600 pages. And this book is just massive. It's like big, it's like big pages too. And it's just a lot of words. And it's like Edward's vampire mind working at like 20 miles per hour. So, like, you can be in one moment where Bella probably wrote like two words, where Edward's writing like paragraphs because his mind's like telling you every backstory of his life, which is awesome because I definitely like want to learn more about the Cullens. I just think I outgrew it, honestly. I yeah. just think I'm not 13 in love with a vampire anymore. Um, I've grown up. <laughs> wow. Self-realization. It's so sad, but I do want to finish it. I'm going to finish it eventually when I'm not in, like, my kind of... I'm not in a book rep, but once... I just need to read something that's good right now. What is one book that you would reread? What's your, what's on your number on your reread list? Because aren't you a big rereader? I, I am kind of... Let me see. I have, I literally have a, uh, a folder in Goodreads called Want to Reread. <laughs> I saw that. I was wondering what that was. Because I was like, is this a setting in Goodreads or like, did you just make this up? 
No, I make that up. <laughs> um, okay, so I've actually been ordering all the Fallen books in the Fallen series. I think that's the next thing I really want to reread. I read it in high school, and it's about, like, it's, uh, I don't think, I don't know how much to give away because I can't remember what the back of the book says, but basically this girl goes to this, like, gothic private school, and weird things happen. Like, it's kind of like Twilight, you know, weird things happen, and then there are these two guys, and she's drawn to both of them, and it ends up that they're, like, fallen angels or whatever. And But it's it's more than that. Like, there ends up being this big twist where you find out, like, she she's not cursed, but she is always, always, always going to fall in love with one of the guys. And then once she remembers how much she loves him, she basically like dies and has to reincarnate and start over. Um, but this time it's different. And that's, that's what the story is about. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's different. Yeah. Uh. She doesn't die this time. So it's, it's like probably a lot like Twilight and maybe I've outgrown it, but I'm really interested in rereading it. Because I just remember it being so good. I think I would reread. I, I even though I just read it, I would want to reread the All Souls trilogy. I absolutely love those books with all my heart. Yeah, and I think it's because they're grown up books. They're like because the characters are adults, and like there's so much history in it, and it was just so good. But I think I need a long time before I reread it because I it took me a while to, re- to read all three of them. They were, like, all very long books, and they're all very detailed books. And they're books that, like, you kind of need to read in silence um, because you just need to pay attention to all of them. But I just miss that world so much. Yeah. But, yeah, if anybody's a big um, Discovery Witches fan, also, like, let me know because I would geek out on it any day. Like, I'm obsessed with that book. But, yeah, it's, it's, I love series. I just feel like there's so much work sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Am I just sounding lazy with that comment? No, I feel like series were cool when I was in middle school and high school, and now that I'm older, I just, I don't have time to invest my life in that. Um, I tried to read the Truth Witch series. I don't know. I found it on a shelf. The cover was really nice, and I and I read the back, and it sounded right up my alley. And I read the first book, and I got to the end, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to find out what happens. I'm good. I'm going to move on. And I don't know if, like, the book was just bad or if I just maybe have outgrown, like, getting invested in a series. Um, Or maybe I'm just looking for love books at this point. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's our deal with this, uh, like, the sequel to this book. Because, yeah, we're both just, like, kind of, like, over it. Although, I, oh, I, I forgot. Didn't we read the whole, like, Thousand Floor series? Well, did you ever finish that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I never finished it. You did. <laughs> I did. I mean, I didn't mind those. But I'm talking about, like, I, the other, that author of the Thousand Floor series wrote the Princess book. I forgot the name of it, actually. It's, like, uh, Royal, uh, no, it's not Royal Wee. Um... American Royals. That's how I actually found the Thousand Floor series. I read American Royals. I absolutely loved it. And the second book's coming out September 1st. I have it pre-ordered. So I'm very curious to go back into that world because I haven't read it since February. But uh, so I guess I do like the occasional trilogy. I guess it's like when something I really like. Like I guess... Yeah. American Prince, American Royals, like pulled me in, and I wanted to know what happened next. Like I didn't really care what happened next with Simple Wild because I feel like it didn't end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they wrapped it up nicely. 
that's maybe that's the issue with this this the wild at heart i there was just no i guess i just didn't feel a need to read there was something there was no information i was looking for yeah i wasn't looking for anything in it and i also didn't find anything in it so (laughs) someone commented on our post saying they like the wild at heart better than the simple wild and i wonder why block them (laughs) (laughs) no if that's you listening don't listen to her um i'm kidding (laughs) they probably just like happy endings but and like like happy i don't know that's so interesting that they liked wild at heart better because we dogged it (laughs) yeah i thought that was i was like i want i wonder why but yeah, that's our um, that's a little bit about us, a little bit about books we like, books we've read, how we fall in love with reading, a little bit about our love for Harry Potter. Yeah, that's about it. Um, but thank you for listening this far. Thank you for joining us on this podcast journey. Let us know if you have any book recommendations or you have any questions for us. We'll love to answer them, love to read the books. The next book we're reading is Atomic Love by Jenny Fields. Let us know if you pick that as your book of the month club pick as well as us. And we look forward to coming back next time.